Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. go yeah welcome back to the board game snobs podcast this is probably the only podcast for which keeps with the standard stereotype of two guys bantering back and forth about off-topic discussions rather than getting to the point two guys talking that's it and it works doesn't it i think it does it does it really does i mean because what's the option i mean what other option two guys not talking i mean I'm, i'm sure we could mix it up get uh some other people in here i guess that's the option or just not talk what if you just recorded like you just said hello two guys not talking and then just silence for an hour isn't that like basically what that amsr stuff that you listen to it's just people oh my god it's a s m r that's what i said i don't know what the a stands for actually are you okay are you having a stroke it's a meridian you have made me forget what that stands. Autonomous. Meridian response. Sensory. Autonomous meridian. What does autonomous mean? It means it just happens. It's automatic. Autonomous. And this is true because I was listening to one of my ASMR videos. My right ear is what gives me my ASMR. My left ear doesn't do it. But when they whisper into that right ear, nice and nice and deep up in that cochlea. Oh, man. Oh, oh man. Them tickles start. Oh my God! But left ear, nothing. That's weird. Is cochlear the right term? Cochlear, cock, cock, cock. Yes, cochlear, cochlear. So you had an ear infection here, didn't you? I've oh. had I had several ear infections. So cochlear, what, yeah. Was you're it right. your right ear that was infected? No, it was my left ear. So you were cochlear blocked. Cochlear blocked. I was cochlear blocked. Cochlear blocked. <laughs> I was. And you couldn't listen to your ASMR. Uh, it, it affected me greatly. Well, no, I could have got my tingles out of my right ear, but I'm a, I, it's binary, so I need both ears going. So you can, what if you tingled just in one side and not the other? I do. That's what I'm saying. I tingle from the right. I don't tingle in the left. Mm, how's it tingling? To the right. <laughs> I had. I have a much more interesting. <laughs> there's, no, there's. Go ahead. I have a much more interesting story. Much more. Much more. So I was getting ready to go to work. And like normal, I have like my little checklist of things that I always you walk out the door with. So I'm getting on my Fitbit because I got to watch my heart rate. And mm. I, get, I got my What's yet. your heart rate at? Uh, right now, now that I'm yeah. highly medicated, it's like high 50s. 50s? Yeah, my, rest, my resting heart rate's in the 50s. I'm in the 80s. I know. I know. Does that mean I'm fat? That means that you're having a hard time. Your heart is having a hard time pushing blood out into the rest of your body. What do I need to do to fix that? Lose weight? Probably. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But I would suggest... You're a medical professional. Indeed, I am. Thank you for bringing that up. I am indeed a medical professional. 
And you help people die peacefully and soundly. Which is what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing with you. I'm just I'm up <laughs> I'm slowly, on you. I'm slowly dying. You're on hospice. You don't know it. I'm just I'm just trying to make this as comfortable and bearable as possible. Uh, I don't think you have actually ever said that you have a new job. I do. I've referenced it many times, but well, you have I, not ever like same, explained it. I have the same old company, but they've they've have me now assisting in the hospice division. Which is it's is the a little bit stressful, but let so which you're a, for a person that is not good with, let's say empathy. I have empathy out the wazoo. You're surprisingly good with these situations, though, which is interesting. But 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 due to your being on the spectrum, it is also helpful in that like certain things don't affect you. But you're surprisingly good at being empathetic, like. Even when my mom was sick and you like showed up just to be there for me and you're like, eh, you like, uh, you're very good in these situations. I, I, I believe you're good at your job. This is me praising you. I'm really good at my job. And matter of it fact, won't, <laughs> it will not happen. It doesn't happen often because you praise yourself enough, but I'm going to praise you and say that I can imagine you're quite good at hospice because despite the fact that you come on this podcast and you espouse your uh, heartless views about things when it comes to actually doing your job and people in need people dying you show up when you're needed to and you take care of things it's because i'm a great actor and i'm always asking myself what would timothy shamalot do Chalamet, and so him too and so whenever something's going on i ch- i channel my my inward daniel day lewis and, and I just, I try to do my best to convey. What would a person that cares do? Yeah. Well, you have to show emotion. It's not, I have found with most neurotypical people, it's not just good enough. You have to show the emotion. And I'm not yes. good at showing it. So I have to make sure that I show. I did see a tear go down your cheek when we watched uh, James Bond die in uh, No Time to Kill. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. It's been a month. I should have seen it by now. That's right. Uh, it, I will return the compliment. You are a fine truck driver. I imagine <laughs> anyone Yo. who can listen to me on a headset talk to them while watching Netflix on their phone while driving an 80-ton load of sand down the Dallas highway. No, no, a four-lane highway. Yeah, it's like I'm pretty I'm, – I'm. Yeah. It takes some skill. I'm not going to lie. You are the finest of – and in England, they're like they have no truck drivers right now. England is in trouble. Really? Yes, it's all you don't you don't watch the news. I mean, I do not. Is it on Twitter? Listen, no, but, but it's <laughs> been like. A, is it on TikTok? To all, if it's not on TikTok, I don't know. To all of our friends in the UK, like I I, I understand that they're having like some big issues. Well, actually, uh, Dan Hughes did message me and say you'd make a, you'd make a killing here as a truck driver right now. Yeah, but. That I looked it up because I thought the same thing. I thought, why can't Gobby go take Worcester sauce to actual Worcester and to Hunter's deliver it to Huddersfield and Burgerham and Lancaster? Uh, I looked, and apparently in the UK they have really high standards for truck drivers. Like you like got to pass, you got to pass a test. Like, 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 like what do you legit. mean? There's like some. It's like a big deal. Like they're not you have to just pass a test here. No, no, Gabby. Everybody knows that. Like, hey, anybody and anybody and their dogs can walk. Hey, in. how dare you talk about my craft? Well, I know, but it's not like you're like a pilot and you got to have ten thousand hours. <laughs> I hear pilots are even less. No, they're not. I've heard pilots 
like they don't pay that well, and it's shocking what is required of pilots now yeah, in the U.S. It's not it's not a great job, and not a good shocking, a sad shocking. Yes. So that's yeah. Right, so are you talking physically or like knowing what you're driving? Like well, number, what what is required well, of you one, over there? I, I think there's not a lot. I think physically they want their drivers to be in good health, and that, there's just not a lot of. I, I, and I, there's there's like various tests and licensures. It's hard to get a because they can't get anybody to be a truck driver over there now. It's like they can't find anybody to just take up the craft of of the black dog of the truck. So I can't. I can't take my American license and go over there and say I'm good to go. They wouldn't let you in the country. You're on a no drive list. They Absurd. would not let you over there. I don't think. Well, they don't know a good truck driver when they see well, one. Well, let me then. get let me get back to my story before you interrupted me with this timely compliment, for which I have returned. Uh, <laughs> so as as I'm That's- getting my Yeti and my Canvas messenger bag, which is a gift from my marketer. She got. I have a, She gave. She gave me a bag that has my name on it. It just says Jerry, so that when I carry this in very large, like forty point font, it just says Jerry, so that people will know that this is my bag. And I throw all my stuff in it. This is not a purse, although one could mistake it as such. This is. So worth- you can't say. You can't say that's not my bag, baby. This is my bag, baby. So <laughs> the reason this is important is that my bag is in one hand, my Yeti is in my other, and I go out my front door. I have a. Sc- uh, you forgot to mention your uh, uh, Bluetooth earphones on your neck. I was. Thank you. So I have these wraparound Bluetooth headsets that I I utilize cuz I'm on the phone constantly and it's they they lay ever so slightly across one's neck region they stay as they lay yes and as I was opening my front door and going out my screen door something fell across my neck and I just assumed it was my bluetooth like it was it was on my collar and it fell down around my neck so of course my hands are full so I kind of sh- I did that that shake thing. Like, you know, you got something on you. I shook, and what was on my neck fell off onto my wrist and wrapped around my wrist, which then caused me to panic, drop most of what I had, and knock whatever this thing was that had gone around my wrist. And by the time it finally hit the floor of my front porch, I realized it was a snake. So, this snake had crawled up my screen door and was hanging above the, above it so as to when I opened it, it then fell down and uh, on me. So I do what a normal person would do after I calm down. I dispose of said and snake. screamed. No, I don't scream. I don't. You didn't scream. I, I would have screamed. I'm not a screamer. I, I am wouldn't. not a screamer. I, I don't even like Scream. David Arquette. My neighbors would have known. No. I Scream don't. is good. No, it's not. Scream gives away your position. Scream is good. No. Go ahead. You, when you scream. It gives away your position to the snake. Was he got sniper well, what set does, up? What does screaming do? Uh, it's, a, it's a fight or flight response. No, it's and not. And you just, you just scream. No, That's what you not. do. No. It's instinctual. It's not instinctual. It's not autonomous. Unless the people know that when you're in harm's way, they know where you're at all of a sudden. It, no, no. Anyway. The ambulance is on its way. No, Go ahead. So this, this, this snake, I took a picture of it after I had. Snake Pliskin. 
and I sent it to somebody, and they said, that's a rattlesnake. That's a baby rattlesnake. And I'm like, that can't be right. And anyways, this caused quite a stir that I thought that perhaps this I somebody has tried to to do away with me like James Bond villain style, like by releasing a snake. But it turned out it was not a rattlesnake. I sent this on. I got on this. It face- wasn't. No, you haven't told me this. I have not told you this. So I got on Facebook, which is where one goes to get quality information. Sure. I- Vaccines, anything you need to know, go to Facebook for the truth. Correct. So I joined this Facebook group for exotic animals. No, I take that back. I, I joined this Facebook group for erotic animals, then left it, then, then joined the correct Facebook group for er- exotic animals. What are erotic animals? Well, what would fall in that category? It's it's relative. I, I want to make sure people understand. I don't judge. Erotic animals. So uh, A fuzzy bee? I then sent a picture to the purveyor. A horny rhino? And manager of the Exotic Animals Facebook group, who then The mess- Texas Longhorn, if you know what I'm saying. He then messaged me back and said, This is a baby rat snake. And yes, they do oh, climb. Oh, not and- a rat old snake. No, and they look they look very colorful, but they turn darker and that's what they you know so yeah, they look like they're bright and dangerous, but and Relative terms, no, they're not poisonous. But no, they climb to look for bird nests to eat the But eggs. it did have a diamond-shaped head, you said. It did have a diamond-shaped head, but after... I so had, that's, not the, that's not the clear indicator then. Correct. So it, that might be wrong. And he then... And I sent this picture of the snake to several people because I needed to make sure that this was not, you know, I, I did not almost die from a snake bite. And it turns out, like, Apparently, identifying snakes is hard. It's really hard. Somebody sent me a, a a way to tell if the snake is dangerous. Apparently, you have to check the snake's anal plate. <laughs> that's, that's somebody messing with you. Oh, yeah, you got to check the butthole, Jerry. Well, <laughs> it's, it's all indicated in the butthole. I, I don't think... That any animal can be. <laughs> you got to sniff it. If it stinks, it's poisonous. Like, I, I don't think so. I think that's a joke. I don't think that one can tell how dangerous I always heard is. you got to check their eyes. I, from the little, very little research I've ever done, it's the eyes and the shape of the head. But you said the shape of the head of this one was diamond shaped. Well, or- it may have been diamond shaped because I dropped my Yeti on it. <laughs> So that might have caused it. And then the shape of the eyes, if they have circular eyes, they're good. If they have the classic snake eye shape, then they're venomous. That's right. also what I've heard could be completely false because I looked on Wikipedia. So I've got that figured out. It was indeed a harmless snake that attempted that I interrupted Aww. its feeding. And Did you kill it? Well, like I said, you don't survive a Yeti. Mm. I dropped it my Yeti. It did land on it. I landed. I dropped my Yeti. Poor little rat snake. I felt, oh, he I, was I, just up there trying to get find his mother. I'm pro rat snakes. Like I like rat snakes because they they they're very they, they eat rats they, when they're yes. bigger. And who who wants rats? Nobody. Nobody. I want a spider snake. Get, kill me some spiders. Spiders or snakes? Which would you rather have in my home? Yes. Well, of course, spiders. Because spi- I mean, I'm not don't want a snake mm. crawling around my house. I don't. I don't know. Uh, one time, I was using the restroom, and I had the door open, 
I don't normally do that, but this time I did. Wait a minute. No, I did not. I, no, I did not the have door the door open. open. No, I did not have the door open. I thought I was alone, but I did not have the door open. I proceed to open the door after using the restroom, and there is a baby snake in the middle of our hallway, and it freaked me out. Now, it was just a grass snake, but still the fact that a snake got into our house. What? Why? Call- Wait a minute. I'd rather, let's go back to this. So when you're home alone, you still don't close the door to the bathroom? If I'm home alone, no. Why not? Because I don't, I, I like, I like to filter out the air, if you know what I'm saying. The, the purpose of the door is to contain. No, you don't want to. Then you're, you've trapped in the air for the next time. You need to let it loose. No, let it go free. No. Every time I use the restroom, my wife says, leave the door open. Because she doesn't want it trapped in there. It's disgusting. Open a window. We don't have a window. We do, but it's covered over with plastic. Because it's a poorly constructed bathroom, and for some reason they put a window right by the shower, and mold, etc. Blah blah blah. We've covered it over with plastic. We have no window in our bathroom. Uh, that's that's disturbing. It is. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. yes. I would like now to get to our uh, emails. I have emails I'd like to read. Uh, as you're reading, I'm going to use the restroom. I hope that's okay. Uh, leave the door open. I'm I'm going to leave the door open. <laughs> It's not that it's not it's not a number one. It's it's a not wait. It's not a number two. I, I don't. You one. don't have to tell this. Go. We're full disclosure here. Board it's game a tragedy. It's a, number, it's a number one. Everybody from Tyler from Chicagoland. He had a terrible tragedy happen last night. Our basement flooded. To make matters worse, two packed moving boxes full of games fell from the stack of other boxes into the depths. 17 games are gone. Here's the list of games I'm currently mourning. Terraforming Mars. Uh, Spirit Island. I've always wanted to play Spirit Island. Grand Austria Hotel. Hansa Teutonica. Oh man, that sucks. Imhotep. Camel Up. The Networks. Networks is great. Trajan. Star Wars Rebellion. Oh, that's a good one. Tiny Towns, Five Minute Marvel, Great Western Trail, Ice Cool, Out Fox, Seven Wonders Duel, Kitchen Rush, and Everdale. Good lord, man. You lost a lot of good games. Uh, they're soaked and beyond repair. I was dreaming of the day I could play Grand Hostria Hotel, the Networks and Trajans, and all my other favorites with my wife. Let's see. This brought up an interesting point. I had more or less been forlong, forlorn, for forlorn, forlorn earlier today when looking through the games more closely. I was quick I to. You, I heard you struggling over something just Forlorn, now. forlorn. I can't say forlorn. Uh, he said that he was quick to praise something as being beyond repair and thinking I need to replace it. My wife, on the other hand, encouraged me to try to dry every single piece of card and board and everything alike. Something like this does make you realize how silly it is that these little bits of paper and cardboard have so much value ascribed to them by the community at large, yet those components are all they physically are. I was mourning the loss of the perceived value and described meaning today, but my wife helped me to realize that the game can still be played with warped components as long as the art and words on the pieces are still functional. To make a long story short... We now have every components for 16 games laid out and drying in our house. 
Where do you guys fall on this? If this happened would you to you, would you be trying to rescue or would you be trying to replace the game? Have you ever had a similar experience of losing games or any other items in some sort of catastrophe? P.S. Huge shout out to Starling Games. They immediately responded to my email, asked for some pictures, and are sending me all the damaged components free of charge. This anti-Esmaday nice. style of policy is very oh, refreshing. Now, Starling Starling Games is uh, Everdale, isn't it? I believe. Yes. So, uh, I'm I, 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 glad he brought this up, because this is a pet peeve of mine. People on Facebook often will post pictures of boxes of games that they just got from Kickstarter that are slightly warped. And they freak out and say, I, "I should I ask for a refund? What should I do? And it will just be like the corner of the box is crinkled. I think that is that is beyond stupid. That is beyond stupid. Nobody will notice that. And what it what it and I have I have feelings about this, but I myself, when I was getting into uh X Wing miniatures, I had purchased a a extra TIE fighter. And this TIE fighter was a little bit cockeyed. He was warped. And I thought, well, it, it still works. Like I just went about my business. And then one day, me and Enrique played this game at a local board game shop, and one of the guys mentioned, hey, if you just email Fantasy Flight, they'll send you another one. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. But I took him up on this challenge, and I did just that. And Is all, that a challenge? All they wanted was a Mufasa, picture. Mufasa, Lion they, King. They just wanted a picture of it. And they sent me another TIE fighter. So now I have two TIE fighters. And I realized that a big thing was a lot of people who bought these X-Wing miniatures, if there was the slightest blemish, they were emailing the company and getting another one for free. That's not fair. That's not fair. I did not like that. And I understand Fantasy Flight is part of Asmodee, which is the biggest company around. But, And I'm very glad Starling Games sent him this thing, but that's not fair. Right, and so this is because people will apply that to smaller publishers. Right, and this is that's that's what gets me. And uh, Jamie Stegmaier has had thoughts on this in the past regarding people and replacement components and things of that nature. The other component that I've had was from one of my favorite games, which is by a small publisher, DVG Dan Pearson Games, which is Thunderbolt Apache Leader. The board, which is essential to the game, was horrifically warped. And this was a tile chit type game. So you're utilizing this board all the time and you needed it to be flat because the board was also terrain. And it drove me insane. And I sent an email to DVG saying, hey. Strongly worded. No, just saying, hey, this, this, this board has warped. Can I buy one? Like, I just want to buy the board. And the email went unanswered for like a month and I completely forgot about it until... I get I get this email back from this guy saying, I'm so sorry, I was on vacation, I handled the quality control stuff for DVG, I'm sending you a board, what's your address? And they just, they mailed me a board, which was very nice, I didn't have to pay for it, but I was willing to just, I wanted to buy that component. It was not their, their fault that the board was warped, ever so slightly. The game was still functional. I'm sure you'll get into it a little bit further, but I've had three instances... One was my, we had friends over, they spilled wine on my game. Royals. Love Royals. It dried out. It was a little warped, but it dried out perfectly fine. Like, if you let the stuff dry out, sometimes it's just perfectly fine. But at the same time, 
I can understand there's also a part of me that's like, I like my games to be in pristine condition. That's just a part of me. When we first started playing uh, Resistance, Bubba spilled seven up all over the table, warped several cards of mine in Resistance, and bugged me forever. As a new gamer, it bugged me. Now, I don't care. If it's something that, if, if you're familiar enough that this person has this warp card and you're like, oh, that's this card. I know what they have. I now know what to play. Then sure, that needs to be replaced. But most publishers, and I don't know how they have the money for that to just replace random parts. And sometimes at your own fault. Now, if like I received Furnace, I ordered Furnace. It came to me. It had a fault. They gave me, it's supposed to have these discs that are one, two, three, four. I had two, two, three, four. I posted about it on Instagram. Like the dude, like the dude, I didn't even, I, I don't even know if I added them, but the dude like messaged me saying, Hey, we'll send you the new one. Just go here. And I'm sure it, it may be minimal expense to them. And that's good customer service, excellent customer service. But I, if they're that, especially fantasy flight, if like a miniature can't be cheap. Like I thought that's the whole reason games are expensive is miniatures. That's, that's, I think that's going above and beyond sometimes if, especially if it's your own fault, like it's not, it, it's not that the game showed up to you faulty like that. I can understand, but something that happens in your own home, that's on you, bro. Right. And I think that there is a big, I think it's the people who collect board games who don't play them are the types that get bent out of shape about the box being slightly dented or something of that nature. I, I, I assume that it must come from this idea that there is, this is something pristine. This is something valuable. I remember being a part of a Kickstarter of the bit boxes and the bit boxes idea was you throw the box away and you're able to store the components so you can store multiple games in these bit boxes. So games that I knew that I would never get rid of. Like I knew I'm going to keep these games forever. I got rid of the boxes and put them in big boxes. I did not realize what heresy that was to some people. Like I was throwing away the box. But I needed the room. So that's what I did. And people freaked out about this. Like, who would throw away the box of the game? The box is so important. The box... Is, I, I want to know who decided that. When did the box become... I think it's like books. But... It's for display only. But, like, so I can have all the... I, can, I could download all these books onto my uh, Kindle and just throw out this bookshelf. Which you should. Yeah. And that, but there's no, but I, but I, at the same time, I also appreciate the, the visual and the feel of a book. So I get that too, but I'm not that attached to either board games, books. I mean, if if all my, if, if I had several of my games get lost in a flood, yes, I would, that would suck. Especially uh, Tyler had some good games here. Terraforming Mars, Grand Austria, Hansa Taconica. The networks, trade. I mean, he had, he some had some solid. He had some good games and terraforming Mars. That's that's true. That's I've heard that. I want to play that Ares expedition because I've heard many people say they can now completely just do away with terraforming Mars. But that would suck, I'm, I, especially because hey, I spent fifty bucks on this game and now it's warped and useless. But that's the that's the thing is, it's not useless. It, 
Well, it's not. You can still use it, like he was saying. You let it dry out. This and that might be a little warped, but I like. I was shocked at how Royals held up after the liquid was spilled on it. After it dried out, it was good to go. I was I was ready to order a whole new game of Royals, but it was fine. It was fine. It was. I don't know. I don't know. Some things. I guess if they're lower quality, they might be damaged more. I think this 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 comes from the idea of how a game should be cared for. I think this is all in everybody's head and if everybody would just calm down about boxes and and component quality and things of that nature and just get over the fact that that board games are going to get damaged. Like I play games with my kids and I know any game that I'm playing with my kids, I have to in the back of my mind go they might drool on them. They're going to they're going to bend the card, something's going to happen. I don't care. They're going to sneeze, cough, puke, Things all uh, number twos. They, they're kids. Yeah. Who knows what they're going to do on just games? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So, anyways, uh, kids Bra- are disgusting, is what we're saying. Nah, I, I don't have any problems with kids. Brandon <laughs> Haynes, as a father, that's the correct answer. Well, no, I mean that is the answer. Kids aren't disgusting. It's it's they are disgusting. Kids are disgusting. Uh, I beg to differ. Says the man. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just say this. My kids close the bathroom door. You, uh, on the other disgusting. hand. You are, They're trapping it in there. No, they have a window. You, on no. the other hand, are no. flinging fecal matter out into the hallway. So, there's that. My dearest thoughts. And Enrique. Brandon Who's Hayes. This? Brandon. Oh, Brandon. Brandon. Up, Brandon. Brendan, he's he's a good supporter of the show. He goes to cons. He wears our shirts. He posts about it. If you enjoy our show, post about us. Proclaim, proselytize. That's the key, proselytize. Find us some other followers for this cult. He went to Gen Con. He's, he wore our shirt. He went to, uh, I think he went to Origins as well. And I think he's going to BGG. He's hitting them all up. Continue. He says that he's just going to start typing and see what comes out. And he's enumerated 12 things. Number one, I think y'all need to give Vice Counts of the West Kingdom another shot. I can't remember in what episode you talked about it. I was quite surprised you didn't like it. We adore it. I play it two or three players. Very tight deck building tableau. My boy Rondell doesn't do much for me, but I still think the decision space is nice. Vice Counts, is that the one... With yeah, that is the Rondale. That was the thing with the thing in the middle, and you the go, whole game is a Rondale. Yeah, yes. I didn't. I, it no, no, no. I just didn't. It just didn't click. Didn't click. Uh, Jerry is not a fan of most of Garfield games. Period. The only one that he respects slightly is Raiders or Raiders of Scythia. Now that, it, that that's a new one, Circadian's First Light is that's not his. But but it is from Garfield Games, I believe. It is from Garfield yeah. Games, but he's not the creator. I know, artist, but you said designer, Garfield Games. Whatever I was called. correcting you because you were horribly okay. wrong. Number I got two, you. my bad. Dragonheart is one of my favorite movies. Anytime Gobby references it or does Bowen to the stars, Bowen to he's, the stars. He says it holds up. I need to rewatch it because I cannot imagine it holding up. Ah, <laughs> uh, he says the score to the movie is outstanding. Number three. Mm, the I wonder who does score it. Score in an Independence Day is also awesome. I do not remember the score in Independence Day, but I liked Independence Day. 
Welcome to Earth. I mean, Independence Day was Independence Day was 1996. I was let's see how old was I? I was born in, I was 19 years old. Very impressionable. We walked me and my best friend at the time walked out of Independence Day pumped. Like we were ready to defend Earth from aliens. It was awesome. Loved Independence Day. Uh, Will Smith at his height. Now not so much. He's always been curious. I know Gobby and Jerry live in different cities. What's the drive time between them? Does Gobby ever go to Jerry's place or vice versa? And where is Enrique? Don't dox yourself. I'm just generally curious because it seems that I have to drive to friends for gaming. And I'm wondering what your logistics look like. Uh, So Gobby lives 50 miles from me. And Enrique lives about 20 miles. Enrique's right in between. Yeah. Like he halves us. Yeah. So I go pick up Enrique and then I drive the Gobbies because nobody... If you're at my house, you have my kids, and it's loud and noisy. Hopefully, not after I get moved, I'll have a bigger spot and more secluded so they can come over and be over there. We don't have the same craziness. But no, we always play at Gobby's house for the most part. Let's see. I'm heading to BGG in November. Any tips or pointers? Take food with you. Stay at the hotel at BGG if you can and take a lots of food with you. Do the virtual trade. They do it. I think they start the flea up, market. The flea market. The virtual flea market. I love that. If you want to sell crap, that's how you get rid of crap. On we have stat Jerry. I have a closet full of games for us to sell that we have been unable to sell. Because of the pandemic. So the, the, we need to go to a BGG. The great thing about BGG is that there's this guy who runs a forum on Board Game Geek that they do the virtual game flea market. So you essentially post the games you want to sell and people will bid on them or they'll buy them or they'll make you offers. And every year I was I had like an old, my, a table to myself because I sold so many games and bought so many games. And after everybody buys and sells online... About a few days before BGG starts, it the virtual flea market ends. They all meet up for one hour at this room that is reserved there at the site. Everybody brings their games. They put them on tables. Everybody has signs. It's all in alphabetical order. And they all go down and buy the games from you. And you can sell and buy and do all types of stuff there. I and love it. And not have to pay shipping and prices. And not That's have what to kills pay you. shipping. I have walked into that place with two ikea bags those big blue ikea bags filled to the hilt with games sold every single one of them and then a few classic games that i wanted to get my hands on that were out of print bought those and walked out it's a wonderful thing that and in the middle of the night go play the uh party games there's always party games at bgg at night that's when everybody goes to the bar everybody goes out and then starts playing werewolf or resistance or whatever else two rooms in the boom is one of my favorite games to play at a convention two rooms in the boom is like a a staple for me and enrique and bubba we go to bgg and one night we will go and stay up and play two rooms in the boom with with just people we don't even know it's great what's the tabletop spinner game like you, it's just you. Just, it's a top, a top yeah, game. Battling tops. Battling tops. Battling tops is game. just the is just the uh, uh, show that they put on it's, at night. It's stupid fun, stupid but it's fun. really fun. Do the poker tournament. Sign up for the poker. Love tournament. the poker. I've oh, man, you're making me miss BGG with all this. Like I really want to go, but we can't. 
Oh, man, I'd love to go back to BGG. Next year, next year. Have you ever found a mechanic in a game that ruins or spoils the experience because it breaks solid gameplay or strategy? Ever remove or alter a card mechanic because you thought it hindered the game? Uh, yes, actually. I was, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, but there are many games that we will play that I'll go, I don't know why this is here. Like, I don't know why this thing exists. And I've house-ruled a few things. Uh, I'm thinking, was it Game of Thrones that we had an issue where I think the rules in Game of Thrones and the edition that we were playing said that you could not talk secretly. Like, all the plans had to be made out loud at the table. And I said, no, that's not right. Uh, I generally like I to... I don't remember. I generally like to to change up games that have this rule that has now been colloquially termed in our game group as Jerry's rule. Whereas if you make an agreement, it's binding. I don't like that. I like being able to, you want to backstab. I like to backstab and it kills me in games that say, if you, if you agree to something, it's binding. You have to do it. No, now getting backstabbed is the way to go. Uh, let's see. The game of the con for him was Skull King. Oh my God! At Gen- trick taking. Come on, trick- we're not a trick taking. This is not a trick taking podcast. We do not endorse trick taking games, except for Forty Two. Forty Two, the greatest domino game of all time. Trick taking is the pinnacle of trick taking games. I don't care for. It. I will play. I will play. I played the crew. I played. I own Skull King. My family likes it. Trick taking is, uh, it's f- tricks is for kids and old people. I don't like trick taking games. I love forty two dominoes. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Is that a southern thing? Is forty two a southern slapping, thing? Slapping bones. Yeah, that's a southern Some, thing. Shaking them bones around. Yeah, but uh. The 42 is the ultimate trick-taking game for me. Skull King, I get it. I understand because you have all these different levels of pirates and then the mermaids and then they can beat the pirates but the pirates can't beat the mermaids. Blah, blah, blah. Stupid, stupid. And then the, the crew has tried to mix it up. I kind of liked what the crew was trying to do. No, they tried it. They did it. Uh, but still, it boils down to trick-taking. I, I, we're just not trick-taking fans. Period. His game of the con for Origins was Furnace. So I'm interested in playing We have yet to play freaking Furnace. I own it. I bought it. It's misprinted. Freaking Furnace. uh, I've noticed I say freaking lots of times. Sometimes I don't need to cut that out. Freaking. I say it too much. Benchmark Whiskey from Buffalo Trace is an incredible price point of $20 a handle for quality. I like $20 a handle. I like Buffalo. That's what I'm talking about. I like Buffalo Trace. I like Buffalo Trace. So does does Joe Rogan. Uh, I now feel like I have to do 10 items just because top 10. That's his number nine. Number 10. How do you guys feel about heavy games versus activities or light family games? I asked because my game group recently played easy games such as Cult Express, The Mine, and I think we had a better time than doing heavier games such as Tidal Blades and Cosmic Fog. They're two different animals. There's there's no comparison. No, no, what he's asking is is about the experience. Of course there's no comparison. They're heavy and light. So there's this idea that if you play heavy games, you play heavy games. Like you every time you, you get together you have to play these uh 
whatever you call it, these event games. And that's not always the case because right now, I haven't played a board game in a while. I'm tired. I've got other stuff going on. We haven't played a board game together in two months. So when I get over to Gobbies, I'm not going to say, hey, let's bust out this heavy game. Let's play Eclipse real fast. No, I, I want to play something light. Like, my mindset's not there. And so, at times, it's really good to switch it up. I remember some of the best times we've had at just when we just had a board game day was playing light games. Just a bunch of them. Quick games and, you know, things that we enjoyed playing that we know were good that we already knew the rules to, to and not having to set up. So, yeah, I think that there is a uh, certainly room for that and people uh, don't get tied up in the weight of the game get tied up in the love of the game it's like okay so for a board gaming person such as myself yourself i won't we haven't been able to play together in two months i'm desperate to play something so my family gets together and now, when I say my family, this is my brother-in-law, Lance, who literally introduced me to gaming in the modern world with Catan. Like, he brought in Catan. He had the Knights and Robbers expansion, I think, which was like a six-hour freaking game. Oh, my God. Don't ever do that. But Catan, like, this, I was like, oh, my God, this is a board game, blah, blah, blah. And that's what started me down this whole wormhole. Now I have a friggin' podcast. But he has not went beyond Catan. Like, he has not went beyond it. He does not care. He will play games. But he he has, Catan is where he's still at. So they came down. We had a family get together. And I'm like, the family loves Codenames. I'll enjoy Codenames. It's not, I'd rather play Shogun. I'd rather play Anachrony, but you know what? The family loves Codenames. It's better than nothing. That's what party games are to me for the most part. There are some that I enjoy thoroughly. I really enjoy the Time's Up recall where you're because I it's all about movies and songs and books. I love movies and songs and books, especially movies. But we played Codenames, and that's that's generally for me. If I'm in a if I'm in a hard spot, I need a fix of board gaming. I have to play a party game with the people that I generally associate with because most people in my except for DJ, most people in my board gaming group, they just want to play party games. That's it. That's as heavy as they want to get. Skull, times up, you know, along those lines. I, I got super hard up last week and I'm like, DJ, I need to freaking play a game. Jerry's been too busy. Please come over. He came over. We played Riverboat. I wanted to talk about Riverboat. Riverboat is really good. Michael Kiesling. I thought that game was super old because of the <laughs> uh, odd, uh, uh, what do they call that? The visuals of it, the optics of it. No, it was 2017. That's a really, uh, pretty new game. But that it feels like an old game, and it, it it it's a really good game. Riverboat, love that game. Shout out to Jason Dinger. That's the first game I've played like that since me and Jerry have been able to get together in two months. Yet again, two months. We plan on getting together for November fifth. I think mm-hmm. is when we're going to get together, and we will record and play, and hopefully be able to do all sorts of things. But yeah, party games to me are not my primary. But they do in a pinch 
for a hardcore board gamer such as ourselves. I want to play these deep, in-depth strategy games, uh, whatever, you know, all the stuff crap we play. But you know what? Most people don't. They don't want to think that hard. It's too hard to explain. So party games it is. They're weak-minded. They're lazy people. And that's okay. No, actually, I had an interesting experience regarding teaching a game. Uh, I, I lied. I just realized I did play a board game the other day. I went over to uh, Enrique's house, and there were some people over oh, there. Oh, really? Yes, Where I was did. my invite? Uh, they we, This was a, a private affair. How dare you? It was Mag's, Enrique's dad's anniversary, and I guess his mom's. They have been married for quite some time. <laughs> and so they invite, people. they invite us over to dinner. So Stanley and Stanley was there. Bubba and Big Bubba was there. But everybody, Bubba, does. Bubba, Stanley, whose nickname is Bubba, which has been on our show, and his brother, who is also named Stanley. Yes, there two are two Stanleys. There are two Stanleys. It's kind of like how Mike Tyson named all those kids Mike Tyson. Was that right? I have no, no idea. No, that was Holyfield. It was Evander or George Foreman. George Foreman. It was George. Named his kids George. Yeah, he named all of his kids George. It was George one, George two. So there was a lot of young kids over there, and I say young, like 12, 13, around that age group. Ugh, kids. And they were struggling to play charades. They were playing one. Oh, my God. They were playing one of those. Uh, those adva- well, okay, we've been at Gen Z. What's after Gen Z? Like, your kids are Gen what? Zero? I don't know. They're, they're Gen t- Z's the, like, we're at the last of the alphabet. Do we go to numerical now? You're, you're Gen 1. I don't know what they are. I'll have to look it up. But these kids were struggling playing one of those mass market charades games that's just like charades but modified. And I looked over and saw that Enrique's sister had ticket to ride Europe. So I bust Uh-oh. I bust this out, set it up, and quickly said, Okay, here's what you're doing. You're just making routes. These are the cards in your hands, and I modified the rules. I didn't. I didn't include anything. <laughs> you dumbed made, it down for I, them, is yes. what you're saying. Set collection, match the color of the cards to the route. So on your turn, fulfill a route, pick up two cards, or play the cards in your hand. That's what you're going to do. And I, this 13 year old kid looks at me and says, "This is really complicated." And I, it dawned on me. So I, I had this experience. And it, it didn't dawned on me that board gaming, it, it, it is different. And it's a different experience because you're, you're having to physically and tactilely, is that even a word, move things around and deal with concepts that are somewhat foreign to you. So it's kind of like when you play a video game. I'm old enough to remember that when you bought a video game, it came with an instruction booklet. It told you how to play. Like there was, there you didn't have a tutorial. There was a little booklet that came with it that gave you like, this is how you install it if it was like a PC game and, you know, how to play the game. And then somebody at some point in time decided, hey, we're going to start putting tutorials in video games. There has not been a booklet, an instruction book on a video game, PC game in a long time. Because you, Since like the OG Nintendo, right? Because you 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 buy the game. There's a tutorial in it. And they just they walk you through yeah, it. You, you're going to learn this the hard way. That's how it is. And 
you're you're generally dealing with one type of input. You're dealing with one thing, what what you're trying to do. It's the same thing when people play bejeweled. You're just matching these things. You're just moving Tetris style and trying to connect these dots, so to speak. So these are all concepts that people can relate to, to some degree. But now when you have this thing that's not on a screen, it's different. Like you're, you're, you're utilizing a different part of your brain to try to figure out, what am I going to do? You mean I have to take these cards and they're match the color to this, this thing on the board? And it, it's, it blows people's minds because it is a different way of interacting in a game. Not so much that it's complicated, so it makes them think. Well, it's 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 more than rolling rolling move like Monopoly, Candyland. It was just roll a dice. It tells you what to move. Right, and did they realize that they that that the whole thing is Rick Jack's favorite game was Sorry for the longest time, and Sorry you just literally flip over a card and do what it says. There's no strategy in Sorry. You, you, you don't make any choices. You just flip over a card and do what it says. And one day, he wanted to play Sorry. I was kind of sick. I laid on the couch. We set the game up, and I said, okay, you just flip the card over for me and move my guy. And Jack won the game. I literally never touched the board. I didn't make any decisions because he was just flipping the cards over and moving the pieces around. That's the last time we played Sorry. Because instantly, he realized... You just the cards decide who wins. It's it's random. It doesn't make a di- there's no choice to make. He instantly hated that game because it now he has moved past that of of him if just letting the game kind of play out. He wants to make a decision. He wants to be able to do stuff, and I think that's important. So I think people have to grow into that, and some people just choose not to. But anyways, Ben Rodia. I hope I said that right. Ben Rodia. Ben Rodia. Thought I... Rodeo. Rodeo. He's not my first rodeo. Uh, thought I'd email you. You're always asking for him. I am continually... Del- we are. Send us emails. If you like our show, send us emails. Tweet about us. Don't tweet Instagram about us. Instagram about us. Don't, don't, no, don't, tweet about don't, us. Don't, don't. Shout out. See, you ruin what I try to do. If you enjoy our show, tell people about us. Keep it to yourself. Like us. <laughs> Give it to yourself. Uh, I'm continued delighted with your podcast. I never really know what I'm going to get when I switch it on, but that added element of danger adds to the overall experience. Episode 166 was some of the finest broadcast media I have ever come across. Sincere, raw, and honest, it was a pleasure despite the topic to listen to. I cur- hit your pleasure zone. I hit the <laughs> Stop myself. I currently live... In the Czech Republic. Oh, uh, this is Ben Joseph. He's, yeah, Ben Joseph of Facebook. Oh, yeah, Ben Joseph. Uh, now, I have been in a river close to the Czech Republic on a raft. I fell, almost fell in, in uh, Poland. I was in Poland, and we got on a raft, and we went in between. The, the, the Czech Republic was on one side, and Poland was the other, and the guy was saying, if you fall off, swim to this side. Don't go over there because that's that's basically crossing the border without a passport. So uh, I've been close that, to the check. That was our episode about uh, depression, anxiety, blah, 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 which I still experience, but I just don't talk about well, it. It's that, okay. That's, bury it deep. 
<laughs> it's bury it deep. Bury, That's what I've learned. Bury, it deep. bury all those things deep. That's act like they don't exist. Uh, that's the way to handle that's it. What that's I what like. Jerry does. That's what I do. That's that's what I do. Uh, he breaks his top ten down into board game categories and then finds my favorite game for the situation. So let's see. His two player. It, it, it does make sense. It is. We often say, you know, top tens, top twenties, whatever. They're hard to do because generally you prefer, you know. It gets samey. Certain certain games in certain situations. Gets very samey. Two player is cribbage. Now I would love to play cribbage. I don't know how. Never I played it. It's one of those old games with the little board and cards. I some. I want to play bridge. I, uh, yeah, that too. Cribbage, bridge. Maybe I'm getting them confused. That's what I want to learn. Someone needs to teach me that. Like they're and, in our and, newspaper, they used to have like bridge moves like so-and-so did this move i'm like this sounds like an awesome game i'd love to play bridge but and i have zero idea what it's about teach you i need someone we to- have teach you somebody- christians so trained sent us teach you we have yet to play it. somebody teach me teach you uh more than six resistance I, I enjoy resistance. It does. It does. Uh, I'll go mafia instead. I'm, uh, I'm, I, resistance can be beat. That's my problem with resistance. I like resistance because it just turns into yelling. I highly well, suggest. Uh, my problem with my, my my problem with resistance is if you keep sending out the same exact players, it's very easy to narrow down. Okay. It's very easy to beat. But if you like resistance and you want to try something else, this game got terrible reviews. I do not know why, but I remember the year it came out, everybody hated Dead Last. Give the, oh, yeah. I love, love Dead, Last. Dead Last. It's so mean. I love it's it. It's like a Wild West shootout. I lo- I, I'll never forget R- Gobby shooting himself in Dead Last. Over and over and over. What's great about Dead Last, you have a table full of people. Everybody puts their little character, which is a color, like your Mr. Pink, Mr. Blue, up in front of you. And in your hand of cards, it's all the cards of the players that are playing. So it's pink, blue, red. And what you're trying to do is get other people at the table to all vote to who you're going to kill off. And so it's like there's literally no role playing. It is just everybody has a color. Bam. Let's vote out brown. Why? No reason. We just got to vote out somebody. It's just full hardcore. Just like getting people to go with you. I had the worst experience playing this game because you have to play it with mean people and people who will take the joke because if not, it's very devastating because literally don't play it with sensitive people. You have to yell out, Hey, let's kill blue and try to convince people. But here's the thing. If blue suspects that the majority of people are going to vote when it's time for him, if he plays an ambush card, he survives. And I believe the rule is he gets to kill somebody off or all the people that tried to kill him dies off. I can't remember. He gets to choose, but if you play the ambush card thinking that everyone's coming for you and you're not that guy, you end up accidentally basically dying. You're out as yeah, well. You shoot yourself yes. in the foot, which is hilarious because Gobby the whole game, Gobby the whole game thought everybody was always after him. So everybody would be voting for somebody else. Bro. <laughs> and Gobby kept playing that ambush card. It was crazy. I, I love the game. Don't know why people. Dead Last is extremely fun with like a group of like. Eight to ten to twelve, or however many it plays. I love but dead last, and I don't know why. And it it, it whittles does. down the field real quick. If you are not in the majority of votes, you're out. Like it whittles down the field real quick. Conflict, battle for Rokagon. Oh, oh wait, I thought you were talking about Star Trek. Oh my god, battle for Rokagon. I would love to play this game. 
uh, played it, demoed it. I I don't remember. He didn't like it when we demoed it. I, well, again, the guy that was demoing it was not. I'm not sure the guy demoing it really explained the game very well. But I, I've heard uh, who who's talking about it? Mike Langford really likes this game. I have looked for Somebody this game. Somebody likes it a lot, yeah. I can't find it, but I would love to play this game. If you like Battle for Rokugan, I really think that, like, Commit, it, it tends to be, it's pretty good, too. I think that that, that whole uh, card play slash area control. Labor distribution. That's a category. Labor distribution. I guess that's what you, What are you even reading? I'm reading his email. We, do you mind? What number are you on? He doesn't have it numbered. Who are you on? Ben Joseph's email. Do oh, my bad. I'm, on, I'm back on Brandon Haynes. Well, well, I'm behind. Viticulture. Ah, Viticulture's good. I have I have maxed out on Viticulture. I've played it enough times. So what kills enough, Viticulture? Too much. And what? Well, that's a good question. You don't let me think about these things. What kills Viticulture? To me, uh, okay. Uh, let me be completely honest. As opposed to all the lying I do normally. Viticulture in my mind is a game that I've played so many times. I know what the moves are. I know what the cards are. And it's like, huh, this game isn't going to surprise me. But every time I play it, I enjoy it. But that doesn't mean that I'm kind of just ready to move on. Like, I'm ready to move on from Viticulture. It was my number one game for several years. It will not be the number one game the next time we do our top whatever. But I'm I'm kind of over Viticulture. I'm, I'm ready to move on. It needs an expansion. It needs something. Answer my question. What kills Viticulture? What's the other worker placement game? Oh, oh, what? Oh, in that regard. Right, What game right. kills Viticulture? Yes. Uh, do you have one in mind? Because you say it like you have one in mind. I don't know what you're thinking. I have to look and think. You don't have to think. What game do you Yokohama. Now, okay. Yokohama. There you go. There you go. I think that. Dang, you pressured me. Well, you pressured me. Just say Stop it. pressuring me. Stop pressuring. That's Michael Jackson. I like Michael Jackson. Uh, less box, more fun. Skull King. Again, I've got to play this game because I've never gotten to play it, but everybody seems to like school. It's set collection. It's nothing special. It's freaking like every other trick. Not set collection. Trick taking. My bad. Trick. It's like every other freaking trick. Have you played spades? You've played Skull King. Calm down. Let the guy have fun. God be God. (laughs) Uh, Drop the dice. Lords of Vegas. Completely agree with that. Brain game through the ages. I will say I've got the app. I'm trying to like get through the ages. To, to I, I just can't get to where I enjoy it as much as I do Nations. Nations to me kills through the ages. I, I highly suggest giving it a shot. I would like to meet somebody that's reasonable because there seems to be this delineation Hello? or dichotomy. I'm reasonable. Huh? <laughs> no, not you. I want to meet somebody that has played both games and can honestly offer their advice. I've played both games, and I'm offering my You advice. have played the app. You haven't played... I own Through the through Ages. The age. I you it. have never played it in real life. Oh, my God. It's the same. We, uh, Rado has played both. He is Team Nations. Right. 
almost everyone else seems to be through the ages. Well, it's, that's why. It, that's that's why I just I want to play it. I've never played it. We've set it up. It was too much of a bear to learn at the time, so we played something else. I want to play through the ages just to say. I've played it. I can definitively say I prefer it or Nation. We played Civilization, the Sid Meier game. It was fine, but nothing like Nations, like of all these big, epic civilization-building games. I have preferred Nations to that. Through the Ages, though, it's still top of the chart. It's like people love this game. They're fanatical for it. And I want to play it once just to see what the hubbub's about. Right. But people are also freaking crazy about Terra Mystica, which freaking sucks. Well, you can play the app, and the app actually tries to teach you, uh, which I also need to learn, the game. Teach you, yeah. Uh, beer game, Cosmic Encounter. I can't agree with this more. I, I really like Cosmic Encounter oh when it's viewed as a as a party game. The people who don't like Cosmic Encounter, no, Skull, Skull is your beer game. No, 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 yes, no, 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 no. yes, yes, yes. I love yes, yes, yes. Cosmic Encounter for the sheer oh fact that if you play that. the game and you play it as a party game and play it as a silly, crazy game, it's great. It's when people try to make it more than what it is. It's not some grand strategy game. It's a game of craziness and of just back and forth negotiation and card playing and stupidity. And so you would rather play it over Cos. Uh, what the frick am I saying? Over Skull. I would play uh, if if you have the right people playing Cosmic Encounter. Yes. Yes. Really? I, yes. I love Cosmic Encounter. It, I, I, I did not know you had this level of love for Cosmic Encounter because... I have it in a box. Hey, I hate it. I, I know you, you have it. You don't hate it. You don't hate it. I do hate no, this game. Don't. No, you don't. You, you, I wish you would realize that you're taking somebody else's opinion <laughs> and no, claiming that it's No, yours. I played this game. I hate playing a card and then someone else tripping my card with their card. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We played this game so many times... And every time you had a great time, you loved it. We played it one time with DJ. And DJ says, I don't like it because it's back and forth. I play a card, you play a card. And then that was it. And then we didn't play that game again. And then all of a sudden, you went from talking about how DJ thinks this to one day you drop DJ's name from it and start saying, you think this. You just took on DJ's opinion. I have never not played this game with you and you not love it to pieces. <laughs> like you just, you, you go, and here's the thing. Mark my words. What is the day? This is, this is, okay. You just mark this podcast, whichever number this will be. We will play Cosmic Encounter sometime in the future. Oh, okay. And you'll gripe Fine. and gripe. Oh, stupid. We'll play it with the group of people that know that this game is just silly and fun, and you will have a ball. And then on the next podcast, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I really like I used to think. <laughs> and I'll say, well, remember, you remember when you forgot what your opinion was? And you decided that DJ's a But I'm not but I have stood by the fact I'm not a negotiation guy for a, quite some it's time. It's not but this you keep saying Chinatown. That. I freaking hate Chinatown. You don't hate Chinatown. Okay, well then we uh, hey, hey, guess what? Quit your freaking job so we can play some games. I can't help it. Sell me what you got. Modern art. Uh the perfect auction game is what Ben Modern says. Art is perfect. Modern uh, art is perfect possibly 
uh, high society in its place. I'm a high society guy. I really do love modern art, but high society to me just streamlines it. I, I freaking love high society. Ben, oh my god! I would boy, Ben's list is spot on. Uh, it's very good. I would say the only thing I would drop, except for except for Skull King, I, I would say try try Skull. Just try Skull. Drop the King through the ages. Give the nations a try. If you like something that's kind of real, I don't want to say it's super crunchy, but like there's a there's a between viticulture and through the ages, for some reason, my mind keeps going to anachrony. Like that it's heavy, yet also kind of worker placement. I really like anachrony. Really like anachrony. All right. If you enjoy our show, let people know. Duh. Rate us, review us, shout us out on Instagram. Keep it to yourself. Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> See, we're, we just fight against you. We're, we're exactly as far as we'll ever go. <laughs> keep, it, keep it to yourself. All right. I'm Gabby. Alrighty. Uh -huh. Yeah. That's Jerry. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy.